Oh boy, William got inside a cave during an archaeological expedition. There were three ways out, however, only one of them was safe. His map said that behind the first way out, there was a pond that swallowed everything in. The second way out led to dangerous dinosaurs that would eat him alive. The third way out led to an erupting volcano. Which way was safe? The second one, because the dinosaurs went extinct many years ago. You're running away from a pack of zombies and come across three doors. Behind the first one, there's raging fire. Behind the second one, there's a lake of water. Behind the third one, there's a venomous snake. Which way would you choose? I'd recommend to choose the second one and swim away. It's just a lake. You can do it. During his vacation in the jungles, Aiden was caught by some tribe. They tied him up and said they'd push him into one of the three pits of his choice. The first pit was filled with zombies. The second one, there was raging fire. The third one was filled with huge pitcher plants. Which pit should Aiden pick? He should choose the third one. The pitcher plants only eat insects. They're not dangerous for people. Aston reported that someone had robbed his house. Detective Callum arrived and asked Aston to tell him what happened. He said that he walked into his room and saw someone getting out of his window. They must have heard him walking inside the house. Then he checked his desk and found that his money had been stolen. Detective Callum asked if Aston had touched anything else, and the man said he hadn't. Detective Callum closed the case and refused to proceed. Can you guess why? The robber wouldn't get out of the window without stepping on the bed. However, the bed was perfectly made, and Aston said he hadn't touched it. It means there was no robber. Waverly was an archaeologist looking for a pirate treasure. In one of the caves on a deserted island, she finally found it. There were three chests, and one of them was filled with gold and gems. However, if she picked one of the wrong chests, terrible things would happen to her. Luckily, there were statements on each of them. But only one of these statements was true. 1. The treasure is in this chest. 2. The treasure isn't in this chest. 3. The treasure isn't in chest number 1. Which of the chests has the treasure? Let's solve it step by step. If the first statement is true, then the treasure must be in the first chest, and the other statements must be false. In this case, the second statement is also correct, so that was a wrong guess. If the second statement is true, then the treasure isn't in the first chest. The treasure isn't in the second chest either, just like it says. Then it must be in the third one. However, this makes the third statement correct too, although it shouldn't be. If the third statement is true, then from the first statement that is wrong, you can conclude that there's no treasure in the first chest. Since the second one is wrong too, then the treasure must be there. Now, there's no contradictions, and the treasure is in the second chest. Whew. Does anybody else have chest pains? Just me? Okay. Skylar and Amelia are pen pals. Skylar said that her birthday was in winter, and Amelia said that hers is in summer. 
However, a couple of months later, they both had their birthday on the same day. Still, none of them lied. How is it possible? They live in different hemispheres. When it's wintertime in the US, it's summer in Australia, and vice versa. Mrs. Fitz came back from work and found that her favorite cup was broken. She asked her daughters who had done it. Katie said, it wasn't me. Serena said, it wasn't me either. Hannah said, it was Serena. Mrs. Fitz knew her daughters well, and she could tell what happened. Only one of the girls was telling the truth. Can you guess who broke the cup? If Katie tells the truth, then firstly, it wasn't her who broke the cup. Secondly, the other two girls are lying. Serena is lying, so you can conclude it was her. But then Hannah is right, and that's a contradiction. Let's say Hannah is right. Then it was Serena who broke the cup, and Serena is lying. But then Katie is telling the truth too, when she says it wasn't her. So Serena is telling the truth. She says it wasn't her, so you can trust her. And Katie and Hannah are lying. Katie says it wasn't her, so it was her. And Hannah says it's Serena, which is a lie. So Serena is the honest girl, and Katie is the guilty one. Hannah is just a liar. Rick asked Gemma on a date, and she said yes. She went to a local witch doctor to buy a potion to get human legs for 24 hours. The door to the witch's house was locked, and the note said, If you want to meet me, find the key first. Can you help Gemma find the key? Here it is! Gemma opened the door with the key and found another door that required a password. There was a note on the door. What has 88 keys but cannot open a single door? Can you help Gemma crack the code? It's a piano! Gemma didn't have any money. The witch offered her this deal. If you guess my riddle, I'll give you the potion for free. But if you don't crack it, you will be my servant forever. So listen, two in a hole and four in a pack. Six in a trio, you see. Eight's a quartet, but what you must get is the name that fits just one of me. What am I? Gemma cracked this riddle right away and got her potion. What about you? The correct answer is half. Gemma got the potion, drank it, and turned into a human. There were three routes she could take to get to the meeting point. The first path led through a village inhabited by vampires. The second path is full of toxic flowers that could make her lose her mind. And the third path went through an enchanted forest that blocked all magic and canceled all previous spells. Which Uh way should Gemma choose? The first option is the safest. It's a sunny day, and vampires are probably sleeping. Rick and Gemma met at a restaurant called Three Mermaids. But there are only two statues of mermaids on the porch. 
The owner of the cafe, Victor, is well aware of this and could easily fix this. But he doesn't. Why? This is his business strategy. Passers-by notice the mistake, enter the restaurant to inform the owner, and often stay for lunch. Rick is a detective at the police station. During his dinner with Gemma, he received an urgent call from work. Jeff, a country house owner, said that his housekeeper had tried to get rid of him. The night before, the housekeeper gave him an apple for dessert. The man took a bite and passed out. He woke up the next morning and immediately called the police. Rick and Gemma went to the crime scene. The housekeeper denied everything. Gemma didn't know who to believe. But when Rick examined the crime scene, he understood who was lying right away. Who's the liar? The housekeeper or the owner? The owner said he'd eaten a poison apple. So if it happened the day before, this apple must be brown now. But it's not. The man must have bitten into it just before calling the police. Gemma didn't notice this clue because she doesn't live on land. Rick and Gemma decided to have a picnic in a sunflower field. But something's wrong here. Can you tell what exactly? The wind is blowing the clouds to the right, but the sunflowers are swinging to the left. That's impossible. Gemma fell asleep in the field. When she woke up, Rick was gone. She looked around and saw an evil elf. He said, I've put your boyfriend in jail, mermaid. If you want to see him again, solve my puzzle. I can be red, blue, purple, and green. No one can reach me, not even the queen. What am I? Can you help Gemma save Rick? The correct answer is rainbow. The elf took Gemma to his secret lab. He said, I've cloned your boyfriend so we don't need him anymore. Now you may take him home. Unfortunately, I don't remember which of them is the real Rick. But you know better. Can you help Gemma decide which of these guys is her Rick? This guy has three fingers. This Rick's teeth are too sharp for a human. This Rick lacks eyebrows, and this one has pointed ears. So this one is the only real human. The elf returned Rick to Gemma. The guys rushed away from his lab. It began to rain, and they decided to hide in an old, creepy castle. When they entered the building, they saw a beautiful fountain. That's when Rick and Gemma realized that they were not alone. There were many ghosts in this castle. Can you figure out the exact number? There are seven ghosts in this picture. One of the ghosts is hiding inside the fountain. And the guy over there is not a ghost. He has feet, and he's sweating. He's the owner of the castle. Peter and Zach continue their journey. In the evening, the guys saw these three hitchhikers not far from a bus stop. They could only pick up one person. Who should they choose? 
This pretty girl is a werewolf. Hey, look at her toes. She has already begun to transform because it's the full moon. And this harmless-looking elderly lady is a runaway criminal. Take a look at the poster hanging at the bus stop. It's her portrait. As for the guy, he looks pretty harmless. Yeah, his clothes are indeed stained with something red. But that's just some paint because he's an artist. Look, there are art supplies in his backpack. The artist, whose name was George, told the guys about another interesting, mysterious place. The locals called it the haunted house. One week ago, George heard strange screams coming from inside. He went to check the house. A minute later, he ran away screaming. What scared him so much? The portrait of this creepy clown is moving! Zack and Peter decided to explore that haunted house. When they entered the building, they didn't see any portraits. But they heard screams coming from the basement. They walked downstairs and found a loudspeaker that replayed the screams over and over again. There was a clown costume in the closet. Zack and Peter found three suspects among the neighbors and asked them just one question. What did you do one week ago? Mr. Daniel said, I was on vacation in Spain for two weeks. We came back yesterday. Jessica said, I have very sensitive skin. I wouldn't spoil it by wearing a clown mask. As for Henry, he said he had been preparing for his tests at college 24-7. Who is lying? Jessica. Zach and Peter didn't say anything about the clown. But she started making excuses anyway. The guys arrived at the local hospital to film an interview with the famous professor, Dr. Thompson. But first, he had to help four people. Kyle complained, I'm misophonic. I wash my hands a hundred times a day. Kelly explained, I'm afraid of heights. I can't even ride a bike. Fred complained, I have a strong fear of water. I can't even look at a faucet. And Jenny claimed that she had claustrophobia. She always fainted in elevators. Dr. Thompson knew for sure that only one of these people told the truth. Can you tell who? Fred can't be afraid of water. He has an aquarium with fish in his house. Jenny lives in a tiny van, so she can't have claustrophobia. And Kyle's apartment is too messy for someone who has a fear of dirt and germs. So it's Kelly. She sleeps on the floor, which is normal for someone with an abnormal fear of heights. Next stop, creepy caves. Zach and Peter went to see ancient ruins in the middle of the woods. Many people had disappeared there. The guys heard weird screams coming from the cave, ran toward the sound, and got lost. Suddenly, they saw three tunnels. The first tunnel was filled with fire. A hungry vampire was waiting in the second tunnel. And the third tunnel was filled with poisonous apples. Which way should they choose? The third tunnel is safe. The guys don't have to eat those apples. After their epic adventure in the cave, Zack and Peter went to the supermarket to buy some groceries. I'm guessing the apples made them hungry. Can you see a ghost in this room? Here it is. Peter and Zack found out that people had seen some zombies in this abandoned town. So they decided to make a stop there and check for themselves. The town looked empty. 
The guys were very disappointed. But suddenly, a crowd of hungry zombies popped out of nowhere and started chasing them. The guys ran into a hospital and locked the door. Zombies began breaking the door down. Luckily, a helicopter with a rescue team arrived quickly. It was going to land on the roof. Zack and Peter needed to get there as soon as possible. Help them find the shortest way. Here's the way. After saving the guys, the rescue team invited Peter and Zack to go skydiving together. They agreed and put on parachutes. They took this picture inside the plane right before the jump. Can you tell which of these people is in danger? This man over here! He's wearing a regular backpack instead of a parachute. The guys made a stop on the shore of a famous, mysterious lake. They went fishing. Suddenly, a mermaid jumped out of the water and dragged Zack into the lake. Peter jumped into the water to rescue his friend. Finally, he found Zack wrapped in seaweed on the rocks in the middle of the lake. Three mermaids had gathered around Zack and were singing their songs. When they noticed Peter, they said, We'll set your friend free if you guess which one of us is not a real mermaid. Can you help the guy? Mm, This lady over there, her tail isn't real. Sometime later, Peter's aunt, Sarah, called them. She was very upset. She found out that she had left her diamond ring in the guy's trailer. Hmm. Peter found the ring and said, no worries, we're going to send it back to you. But there was a problem. If he sent it by post without locking the box, the ring would be stolen. Both Peter and Sarah had some locks, but neither of them had the key that would open the lock of the other. Still, they managed to make it work, and Sarah got her ring back. How did they do it? Peter locked the box with the ring and sent it to Sarah. When Sarah received the box, she added her lock and sent it back. Peter received the box and removed his lock. Then he sent the box back to Sarah. She opened the lock with her key and got the ring. Man, these folks lead complicated lives, don't you think? Before the dinner, Kevin's brothers decided to prank Kevin and Jill and serve some snacks. There are three bowls with snacks, but only one of them contains edible snacks. Hmm. Can you help Kevin and Jill choose the right bowl? The first bowl has spiders in it. The second bowl doesn't only contain chips, but also Lego parts. And there's a couple of dirty socks inside the third bowl. Therefore, the safest option is bowl number two. They just need to be careful not to eat Lego parts. During the dinner, Kevin's mother has been asking Jill embarrassing questions. Jill told her four facts about herself. She graduated from college with honors. She doesn't have any tattoos. Jill and Kevin met each other online. Her favorite color is blue. But only three facts are true. Which one is false? Jill does have a tattoo. Take a look at her ankle. Next morning, the entire family gathered in the living room to have breakfast and unpack Christmas gifts. 
Can you guess what gift is from Kevin's mother to Jill? This blue box. It's the only gift wrapped in a different color than others. Kevin's mother probably learned that Jill would come over after having wrapped all the gifts for her family. Besides, Jill mentioned that she loved blue color. Kevin and Jill went hiking nearby Kevin's hometown. It started to snow, and they decided to spend a romantic night in the woods. They rented a lovely cabin. Next morning, Jill got out of the bed and saw that their backpacks had disappeared. Take a look at this picture. Can you guess who stole their stuff? Kevin's brothers decided to prank them. There are traces of two people on the snow, and one of the brothers dropped one of his purple gloves. Kevin's brothers jumped out of a barn where they hid. They decided to go for a walk and found a secret base in the mountains. It was well-guarded, but Kevin's brother Mike found an open door. The door slammed shut just as Mike got inside. He saw three pots in front of him. There was a fire in the first one. The second one was full of acid. And there was a working electric saw in the third pot. Suddenly, a mysterious voice said, You can get a key from one of the pots to break free, but you can't move the pots. How did Mike escape? He pulled icicles from the ceiling and threw them into the first pot. The icicles melted and put the fire out. The guys continued their journey. Soon after, they decided to stop and have a quick snack. Kevin's second brother, Andy, spotted a cave. As soon as he entered the cave, the way out disappeared. Now he must choose between three doors. There are poisonous scorpions behind the first door. There's a sleeping potion behind the second door, and he would have to drink. Finally, there's a hungry tiger behind the third door. What should Andy do to escape? He should grab the sleeping potion, pour it over his sandwich, and throw the food at the hungry tiger. When the tiger falls asleep, he'll be able to escape through the third door. Jill, Kevin, Andy, and Mike headed home when they noticed cougars moving toward them. The guys started running away and saw a tunnel. It was very dark and scary. They only have 12 minutes to cross it. It takes Mike one minute to cross the tunnel, Andy, two minutes, Jill, four minutes, and Kevin, five minutes. The guys decided to split into two pairs, but they only have one flashlight, and there's no way they go in there in four. How can they escape? Andy and Mike should walk through the tunnel with the flashlight in two minutes. Then Mike returns. They still have nine minutes. Kevin and Jill run through the tunnel with the flashlight and give it to Andy. It will take another five minutes. Then Andy should run to Mike and they will escape together with the remaining two minutes. Kevin and Jill returned home, but the adventure continued. Someone robbed their apartment yesterday. They called the police and questioned the neighbors. Dan said that he had spent all holidays at work and didn't come home at all. 
Vicky was wearing headphones because she was making music, so she couldn't hear any suspicious sounds. And Emily spent the holidays at her sister's place because construction workers had to finish renovations in her apartment. Who is lying? Emily. If they finished renovations, why is her apartment a giant mess? Where are my employees? A boss shouts. He's furious because three people haven't come to the office. He calls each of them to find out the reason. All three tell him they got ill. The boss doesn't believe them, so they have to arrive at the office. Mary is wearing a warm jacket, hat, and scarf. She sneezes, coughs, and looks sick. Lori is walking on crutches. Her leg is in a cast. Sometime later, Michael appears. He's got a hand injury, and now he can't type. The boss is sure that one of them is faking. Who is it? Mike's left arm is broken, but his phone is in his left pocket. He must have used his broken arm to put it there, which means he's pretending. Apparently, he just didn't want to come to work. Jerry is walking through the woods. He's cold, hungry, and lost. The guy takes a few steps and stops because he hears something. He goes toward the source of the sound and finds a large clearing. There are three houses. Which one should Jerry enter? The house on the left is closed from the outside. There's a lock on the door, see? The house on the right seems safe. But look at these footprints leading to the door. These are wolf paw prints. Jerry should choose the house in the middle. A wanderer has been walking through the desert for several hours. He doesn't have any water left, and he's losing strength. He climbs a low hill and sees three lakes. They're far from one another, and only one of them is real. Help the wanderer distinguish the reality from a mirage. There are palm trees near all the lakes, but only one of them reflects the trees. It means that the lake on the right is real. You're walking along the beach. Suddenly, you hear a scream. A woman is calling for help. She's drowning. You run into the water and swim towards her. As soon as you approach her, you see three more people. They're all screaming, but only one of them needs help. The rest are merpeople who want to take you to their kingdom. How can you find out which one is human? Dive under the water to see who has a fishtail. Richard likes abandoned buildings and old castles. Today, he's going to check a huge house that belonged to a vampire a long time ago. Well, that's what the legends say. Richard certainly doesn't believe this. He takes his camera and sets off. It's dark and cold inside the house. Crackling sounds are coming from the corridor. Richard shines a flashlight and sees three vampires. Richard starts running away, but then he stops and returns. It seems these vampires are fake. How did the guy understand this? There's a mirror on the ceiling above the first vampire, and he gets reflected there. The second vampire has no fangs. And the third one, uh uh-oh, he seems to be real! Run! 
Now, Richard wants to visit an abandoned hospital. There are rumors that werewolves live there. Richard is sure it's a myth. He's walking around dark hospital wards all night, but finds nothing. He's about to leave, but four men block the exit. They are howling and growling. Which of them is the real werewolf? No one. The full moon is shining through the windows, but these people haven't turned into monsters. But still, Richard runs away. It seems these guys are really crazy. A rich man comes to an exhibition of modern art. He's going to buy a new painting for his collection. The owner of the exhibition shows him three works of different artists. In the first picture, there's a green triangle with a sunflower in the middle. The second painting is of a tiger taking a selfie on his phone. In the third picture, there's a flying house. The collector is sure that one of the paintings is fake. Which one? Each canvas has the artist's signature and the date when it was created. The painting with the tiger is dated 1957. There were no mobile phones and selfies at that time. This picture is fake. Martin's nervous because today is his first DJ performance at an electronic music festival. He goes on the stage. The crowd is cheering. Martin puts on his headphones and turns on the first track. Music is playing, but people aren't dancing. Why? The music is only playing in the DJ's headphones. Martin hasn't connected the wire to the speaker, see? People are sitting in their seats. The lights turn off. Someone is chewing popcorn. Someone else is drinking soda. The movie starts. This is a horror. Someone screams. The ticket taker enters the hall. Several people haven't paid for their tickets. Guess who? No one has a ticket here. Free entrance, the note pinned to the back door claims. Jack is walking through an ancient abandoned city in the desert. Treasure is hidden somewhere here. Jack checks the map and finds the right place. He starts digging. Six hours later, exhausted, he hits something with a shovel. It's a chest. Jack pulls it out of the ground, rips off the rusty lock, and opens it. The chest is filled with ancient gold coins. Each of them costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, Jack is incredibly rich. But he shouldn't be happy because all the coins are fake. Why is that? Each coin has a date, 145 BCE. It seems they're really old. But people who lived at that time couldn't write BCE on their coins because they didn't know they lived before the current era. In the evening, at around 8 p.m., Bella got very hungry. She went out to get some food. She found a cozy restaurant. As soon as Bella entered, she witnessed a heated argument between a waiter and a customer. The customer claimed to have ordered tomato soup, and the waiter claimed that he'd only ordered hot chocolate. Bella realized which of them was lying right away. What about you? The client is lying. This advertisement on the wall says the restaurant only serves soups from 1 to 4 p.m. 
This means that the waiter simply wouldn't have accepted such an order. Bella ordered dinner. While waiting, she looked around and noticed one weird detail. Can you spot it too? This guy is using tree leaves instead of money to pay for his meal. The waiter served Bella her meal. She was about to start eating when two ladies began arguing about their VIP reservation. Julia claimed that she had reserved the VIP room in advance to celebrate her wedding anniversary. And Letitia said, No way! It's my birthday party tonight! I called the manager yesterday, and he promised me the VIP room. The manager said, Ladies, I'm so sorry, but the booking system crashed and deleted both of your reservations. The VIP room is unavailable today. Can I do anything else for you? Who's lying here? The manager. Take a look at the screen. Julia's reservation is still there. He lied because Letitia had given him huge tips to get the VIP room without any reservation. See? Boy, this is a crazy restaurant. The food better be worth it. After dinner, Bella saw Letitia in the ladies' room. She was crying. Bella asked her, what happened? Letitia didn't say anything. She just gave Bella her phone and showed this chat with her boyfriend. Can you tell what made Letitia so upset? Her boyfriend didn't come to her birthday party. Even worse, he lied that his mom was ill to visit a pool party. Take a look at the reflection in his sunglasses. It seems that he's having fun. Letitia was so grateful for Bella's support that she gave up her VIP opera tickets. Their performance was scheduled for the next day. Now, Bella needed to find an evening dress. She headed to a shopping mall with Kelly and Sarah. But as soon as they arrived, they noticed something very weird. Can you see it too? This mannequin has three arms. Can you spot what's wrong here? The outfit sizes don't match the sizes on the hangers. What about the dressing room? Any odd details? These hairy clawed paws can't belong to a human. Noah took Kitty to his garden. He said that elf gardens were a little different compared to human ones. Kitty noticed five weird details right away. Can you see them too? It's snowing, but the flowers are blooming. 
The trees don't cast any shadows, but Kitty does. The rainbow in the sky is upside down. All squirrels are wearing suits. They usually don't do that in human forests. And this butterfly is talking on the phone. Noah invited Kitty for dinner, but they gotta cook it first. He gave Kitty an old recipe and said she could find all the ingredients in the garden. But the recipe is coded with the help of these symbols. Can you help Kitty find all the ingredients? Here comes the first one. It's a potato, and it's hiding over here. Here's the second ingredient. Olives! They're growing over there. What about this puzzle? Any ideas? Cabbage. It's over there. Can you recognize this one? Coconut. Here it is. The next one. Can you crack it? Pineapple. Great job. What about this puzzle? It's a carrot. And since it's an elf's garden, carrots are growing on trees. Can you crack this code? It's a peach, and Kitty can get it over there. Here comes the next ingredient. Any ideas? Pepper. It's over there. And last but not least, can you crack it? Broccoli. Great job! There's only one broccoli head in this garden, and it's hiding over there. After a delicious dinner, Noah offered Kitty to choose a guest room. He gave her three options, but only one of them was safe. Option number one, a soft bed in the attic. Here's the second option, a cozy sofa in the basement. And the third option is a hammock on an open balcony. Unfortunately, mutant mosquitoes arrive every night. Their poison is safe for elves, but not for humans. Which room should Kitty choose? Springs stick out of the first bed. That doesn't look safe. And the sofa is full of bed bugs. Probably not the best company for a sleepover. So Kitty should choose the hammock. She can use this mosquito net to hide from the annoying insects. Next morning, Noah had an appointment. He offered Kitty to meet later in a fancy elf cafe. Four waiters welcomed her when she arrived there. But one of them was fake. Can you guess who? See? This guy is a criminal. 
Noah was late, so Kitty ordered breakfast without him and went to the bathroom. The girl left her bag and her wallet on the table. Don't ask me why. When she came back, Noah was sitting at the table. Her food had arrived and her bag was still there. But the money was missing from her wallet. The restaurant security found three suspects. Noah said that he had just arrived. He hadn't seen anything suspicious. The waitress said, I brought the food, but I didn't touch the wallet. The cleaner said that she'd wiped the table, but hadn't touched the wallet. The guard found some fingerprints on the wallet, but they all belonged to Kitty. So, who stole the money? The cleaner. She had her gloves on. That's why she didn't leave any fingerprints. Kitty didn't have any elf money, so Noah offered to pay for her meal. But first, she had to crack this riddle. What begins with T, ends with T, and has T in it? Kitty solved this puzzle easily. What about you? The correct answer is a teapot. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.